Hello, I am Amber. I'm Chelsea. And welcome to Politics But Make It Fashion. Come chat with us. So, good evening, Chelsea. It's good to Amber! talk to you. Hey, girl. Oh my gosh. All right. So, I just found out that I am getting an award. Of course you are. Um, the NAACP um, in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, is having a Freedom Fund banquet. It's their biggest fundraiser of the year. It's on October 21st. And I will be receiving an award there that evening. So I just found out. I'm super stoked. It's cool. I can't believe it. I have imposter syndrome, but it's great. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I have thoughts because, first of all, we love a banquet. Period. A gown. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Outfit changes. Yeah. So what are you winning the award for? So it's the President's Award, and I believe it's um, for the work that I've done in my community here, my advocacy work. Can I just um, say, I really feel like you should get at least one reward award. <laughs> and girl, I know how you feel about a trophy or a plaque, and I just, I want you to get past that and just appreciate it and okay. like, enjoy that. And just remember, it's a night out. It's going to be a beautiful meal. It's going to be a gown. It's going to be it an is. occasion. It is. And remember, you're not overdressed. Everyone else is underdressed. <laughs> period (laughs) i am definitely definitely main character vibes through and through always 24 7 Uh, (laughs) but if you guys would like to get tickets it's um 60 for non-members 50 for members um they have a facebook page you can email them at wbnwacp 2306 at gmail.com for more information about the banquet. Um, so that was just a fun kind of random thing that happened to me this evening. Um, but I was doing, I'm in school right now, so I'm getting my master's. So I'm always reading something and doing some type of research. I was looking on here and it was talking about the pandemic and talking about how like it kind of changed the wardrobe and the clothing for the workforce especially in women so I guess a lot of women were that they interviewed for this article and for like the survey and stuff said that they're wearing kind of like more casual clothes at work and more masculine attire more pants less dresses less heels and that Mm -hmm. was due (laughs) I felt I felt the tone in that and um (laughs) And that was due to them feeling like, okay, they went through COVID and were comfortable all the time. So, like, I don't want to go back to the office and, like, have to do too much. There's a select few people who said they want to do more now. But that was, like, (laughs) that was the girl that was, like, one person. It's always (laughs) someone who wants to do the most. Always one. But I have mixed feelings about this because, well, I feel like it's just so nice to get dressed to put your best face, your best outfit on. I just, I know it makes a difference in the way I feel, especially in the way I present myself. Yeah, absolutely. However, especially if I'm sick or anything, like if, right. you know, you're not feeling your best. For me personally, putting on a, a nice face of makeup, you know, get that beat going, get on a cute outfit. And that, to me, boosts my, you know, whatever. It, it gives me a little boost and I'm ready to, to face the world. You know, that's kind of how I feel about it. Well, I feel the same way, but also on the flip side, here I am. And okay. And I, I think about this a lot because I'm just going to call myself out. Nobody else needs to call me out. I'll call myself out. Um, I, okay. So first of all, I am a thick, fabulous, voluptuous creature. So, and I also have flat feet. Okay. So heels are my ideal, like- <laughs> but my reality is even when I was young and I was trying to run, it still hurt at the end of the day. So for one of my jobs, I'm in and out all day. I've got a massive bag and I'm trying to wear heels like all the other 
people in my job you know what I mean present myself and you know what can we just keep it real I literally I'm like you know what I'm gonna opt for a cute pair of mules because this is not logical (laughs) I'm not in sweatpants I'm not in joggers but I am in a mule I am in a cute flat and I know that it's not as attractive but can we also be logical because I'm running on concrete and in and out and again like my giant bag is too heavy for my heels so I just want to first and foremost congratulate all of the fabulous ladies I work with rocking the heels with their thin selves but I also (laughs) want to just take a moment to not shame my own self for the fact that sometimes it's a mule for me right right and if you look at the logical aspect of it honey why are we in a full wardrobe dress outfit when we're sitting at a computer desk right and people sense. were talking about how um how much they were spending previously pre-covid on clothing and how right and I even think about when I got when I graduated when I got out the military and then graduated from college and was going into the workforce and going to be working in an office I had to spend money that I didn't really have to get business casual clothes for me to be able to go into the office every day because I was like wow, I really don't have anything to wear besides (laughs) when you come out the military, you have like a few distinctive categories of clothing. You have club clothing, you have your uniforms (laughs) and you have gym clothing. (laughs) And then then maybe like something, you know, something to go to the mall in or (laughs) something. Right. But, But I was like, I have so many hoodies and like, workout pants and shorts and stuff but nothing nothing I could really wear to the office and I think it is a waste of money you know looking back now it's like just do whatever because obviously if I can get a lot of work done in my pajama pants then you so know. be it and you're right right and, it's working and, out. and can I just I have to say this and I don't know if I can say it can I can I say this but honey it's sheen for me Till the day I die. So I am wrapped in polyester at about $9.50 a pop, okay? And I don't feel bad about it. <laughs> I don't feel bad about it. I mean, I feel a little bit bad now since they released that article that there are unhealthy levels of lead in their clothing. <laughs> Yikes. Wait. But um, before, okay, before wait, I wait, wait, that, wait, wait. I did not know that. Amber, the, no. it's a whole thing. <laughs> no. Do you know the last time I bought clothes for Sheen? No, Me I literally either. just bought clothes. I just bought. I I was wearing a shirt from Shein yesterday. I actually wore this shirt for like three days because I thought it was so cute, and I wasn't feeling that great. And it's like a big T-shirt, Chelsea. Okay, no, so now don't I put just... my baby in those kids' clothes. No, 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 no. I'm telling you right now, it's unhealthy levels of lead. But okay. we were looking cute, and it was like something you could rock with jeans on the weekend or something yeah. cute. But then also still feel like you showed up. And showed out to the office. Mm, right, so I, find, right. I feel all that to say, girl, I'm going to wrap it up and say a healthy balance in between, but also come on, like, let's be logical. I'm not like, let, let's keep it real. And I'm with, I'm right down the middle for this one. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think I kind of fall on the side of dressy because I, I love dressing up. And sometimes I do feel like we're really casual as Americans and I know that as millennials, we're, like, even worse. Because, like, give us a good skinny jean. We can, you know, we're going to go change the world. Nope. <laughs> but <laughs> I do. <laughs> but, I mean, you know what I mean? But, like, at the same time, I think that also we don't judge people who choose to wear that. And I think that's kind of where the difference is. Like, I know that you can get work done in your chucks and be perfectly fine. And I know you can get work done in heels and I'm not going to devalue you for what you choose to wear, unlike some boomers, you know, may or, or may not do. So, no, and you know no. what? Me with my flat feet, I'm going to be jealous of you over here, okay? I'm going to let you go, girl. You go in those heels. You better work, okay? Oh, my. So, um, I don't know if you had seen online, well, you probably did, about the what's going on in Iran. Um, and, I'm sick. Yeah, I'm and it, I mean, it, it ties into the whole thing. So, like, a little a little brief history for some of you guys who may not know but back in the day Iran was a very progressive you know place to live and they valued women's rights and women were free to do whatever it was not a theocracy like it is now so in the 60s and 70s they were doing what we were doing in America you know same fashion trends outfits real cute 
Um, and then, you know, uh, they had the Iranian Re- Revolution, which turned their maybe um, maybe a little dictatorish leadership that they had during that time. But now it turned it into more of a 100% theocracy. And they totally stripped women of all of their rights. And they were forced to cover. So before this, they weren't covering or anything. Like, people were wearing little mini skirts and hot pants because it was the 70s and stuff. So people were cute. And then all you said, the sudden you went to this, like, crazy regime. And now Iranian women have to, you know, be in full garb. So this young woman... um, I think her name's Mahasha and she was detained by the, what they call like the morality police that are in Tehran. And basically they are only the morality police for women. Come on now. And they enforce the country's rules on hijabs and other conservative Islamic modes of dress and behavior. So allegedly she broke some type of rule was detained by the police and then ended up dead read that it was her hijab was on it just was not on exactly correct right because i believe she was in a car with her brother like they were hanging out riding around you know she was a young woman doing what you do and here they come to kind of come in and stop her so women right now have been protesting across the country um and they've been cutting their hair and burning their hijabs um in protest because you know, they're tired of it. And I think that people think that the Middle East has always been like really repressive and militaristic and stuff. And it re- and it hasn't. And, you know, it's terrible for the women now who who see what it's like in other places and want to be able to get educated, marry who they want, wear what they want to wear. If they want to cover, cool, they can cover. But if they don't, they're not going to be murdered for it, you know. And like, is anybody going to be held accountable for this not over there i doubt right. it i feel like they're gonna do a quote-unquote investigation i think they are doing an investigation yeah right, and then they're right gonna now. be like oh yeah no they were totally it was just mysterious or i read that it was under mysterious circumstances and you know what the, the sick and sad thing is it boils down to the fact that these people hate women yeah yeah and how sad for them and i think like now, I please do not mishear me because I do not presume to equate any sort of struggle that we face as women here with the struggles that women are facing in Iran right now or Tehran. <coughs> but I think that at the end of the day, and I'm not I'm not a feminist by any means, but I just I think women have such an incredible power. Mm-hmm. and a gift and we bring things to the table that are just so important and that men can't and i'm not saying that we're better than men or worse than men but we're different and we are a half right. to a whole and i just how sad for people to hate women so much that they'll like, how much farther along would they be right if, exactly. if they could embrace women and you killed this young girl because her hijab was crooked you're you're sick Right. And the thing is, and I think that we have to be careful here that we don't move into the same kind of theocratic rulership, you know, when people are trying to rule with an iron fist, but enforce their beliefs on other people and make it so where it's not even based on your personal faith. It's now based on strigid rules and regulations and, you know, and in any type of religion, that's where kind of this, it starts to veer off. You know, that's kind of where you start to get where now this, you're not letting this be a a lifestyle choice for people. You're not letting people be able to find this for themselves and find freedom in whatever beliefs they want to believe in. You're now making it so repressive that people don't want anything to do with it. You know, and it's right. and there's no freedom in it because it, it's so restrictive. And I and you know, and that's what the concern is with a lot of conservative politicians, especially ones who are evangelical, giving I think, you know, good Christian people a bad name because it's a like, bad name. Where <laughs> we're out here and you're supposed to be, you know, 
instead of trying to love people, you're trying to enforce strict rules and regulations on there. And, you know, and it's kind of comes down to something like, well, you believe this, but maybe I don't believe in that. So where's the middle ground in there? Because this woman, like, you know, whether her hijab was crooked or not, that shouldn't have been the point. She should have been allowed to make the choice to either cover or not cover, you know, and, and it's just sad. And I think that, um, young women are very powerful there actually was a I don't know where it is um I saw it online and it was saying how there was a school that was removing um the stem program from their school there was a a a stem for women or girl there was a girls who stem and they removed it because they said it was too activist and Mm. I had somebody message me about it and they were like, yeah, because these women are going to be smart and powerful and challenge, you know, the status quo. And you're taking that away from them. You're taking that, that educational right away from them because you feel like it's going to be too activisty. What you're saying is that smart women aren't palatable. You know, we, you right. can't, you can't conform and mold us because we're smart and we're intelligent and we have opinions. And I think that's kind of where a lot of, you know, the older ruling class of wherever you are, they're, they're, they're fighting that. As they should, you know, and it's, yeah, it's, I think it's a really difficult line that there is because yet you can't, that's one of the beautiful things about America is, is it's to each his own. You have freedom within certain limits you you know that you can wear what you want whether i like it or not you know and and for somebody to force their hand or opinion especially over something like that is it does it gets really murky and it's like you know but here's the thing on the flip side as a mom as a mom as a conservative and whatever you want to label me as mother do i want to walk my daughter down the street with some woman with her nipples hanging out and her butt out and her oh my god wait cracked. did you see that one teacher though with I, the I, I you know what with the big titties and the nipples but here's the deal like so so no, <laughs> no girl i'm that, on the other, I, uh, unpopular opinion because i'm not for no, it i am not i am one million percent completely against it and I truly believe it's things like that that ruin it for everybody else. I believe it's things like this that she is ruining it for trans people all over the place who are just trying to live their life and be who they are and wear what they want in the gender that they choose. And then you have this woman who is trans and is, to me, being inappropriate around children and around minors and inappropriate in a professional setting like you're a teacher there is absolutely no reason why you should have your breast out like that and your nipples out like that while you're in teaching kids at all and it and it doesn't even matter what gender you are at all like I don't care because that's inappropriate and nobody should be looking at that and, and i feel like that nobody should be people. looking at that <laughs> and, and like it to me i'm like this is perverted to to be having in front of like a high school right i, right. I and, but see like that's where we talk about that's where the line comes in where it's like it's and like yeah nobody should be repressing anybody but at the same time sis either put a bra girl, on right, or girl. like uh, well and then and then they're prosthetic so, so there, for those of you who maybe Did she pay extra for those nipples? Because it girl. was out of control. <laughs> for those of you who do not know what we're talking about, there is a um, trans woman teacher who wears enormous prosthetic breasts they're, um, underneath they're, her clothing not, with They're literally with down nipples. to her belly button. They're the, down and to they're, And they're purposely, I don't know the better term, purposely saggy. Yeah, to um, her belly button. Yeah, and I don't know why, and it looks very. And she's a teacher or some like some form of educator and things. And so you know, it's an issue. I don't personally think it's an issue at all. I think that it should fall under like uniform, you know, co- or like your dress code as a teacher at the school, and that's inappropriate. But the issue with it is, and what line they're, I guess they're the line they're trying to find is because she's trans they don't want to be discriminatory 
And I understand that, but I think that one way that we can be non-discriminatory about people is to have the same standard for everybody. So if I can't come in as, you know, uh, a cisgendered woman and have my breasts and nipples out like that as a teacher, then nobody else should. And we should all have the same standard. And I think that's kind of part of, of being inclusive to everybody is not making separate standards for other people. Cause it's, you know, it's just in, <laughs> inappropriate. And it's wild. And some people are going to feel bad and feel like maybe they can't say anything because she is trans. And I, I truly believe that because I believe in people being who they are, then I'm still going to talk to you and tell you that I don't agree with something because it honestly has nothing to do with your, you know, your sexuality or anything like that. Right. It's just, it's a little crazy, but you know what? I, but I also hear you though, on the flip side of that, I like, I curl and not even to bring up our childhood, but I remember growing up in a religious background. Mm. Mm. And when I tell you that I, when I was young, I was different in certain aspects because when I say that I just genuinely loved God so much and wanted to do the right thing, I couldn't, I can't even fully tell you like that was 100 percent the goal and yeah. i will never forget coming to youth group <laughs> in and, and when i it was so now in the 90s we used to wear the long silk skirts with the combat boots and Ooh. i had a spaghetti strap tank top yeah that covered my little training bra oh, and, I love that. But, and it had like a high neck but because the the straps were spaghetti mm-hmm. i was pulled aside and told i was inappropriately dressed and probably had some sort of heart issue. And why would I want to not protect my your brother's heart, girl? Why are my you brother's causing heart. your brother to stumble out here with your little collarbone out? With my okay. little collarbone <laughs> and my shoulder out, okay? Um, but like things like that. And I remember feeling it, it made me so confused because yeah, then I was yeah. like, when I and girl, I didn't think I was cute. Anybody was looking at me at all. Like it was just an outfit. It was the outfit that I. It was the fit. It made me so. so, It made me so insecure about my own body because you can't. Like you have shoulders, and it sounds. And you might, you know, it might sound like an over exaggeration, but no, you have shoulders. They're on your body, and it's ninety degrees, and now I can't wear them because. I'm causing my brother to have sinful thoughts. So now I'm a dirty, dirty whore, you know? Well, and now, and see two things with that is like the one, the one on the, the one side, you know what? At, and the conversation that I would have with my child, with my daughter now today, I would say, you know what? If, if a boy is looking at your shoulder and is having sexual feelings and can't control himself, that's his issue. And that's a heart issue. Yeah, that has nothing to do with you and your pure intentions and you wearing a tank top because it is. But I mean, but that that totally feeds into rape culture because you're always blaming a woman and what she has on instead of blaming uh, the person who assaulted her or did whatever, you know, it's always on there. And I think it just it causes these really unrealistic expectations and standards and well and that's what I was gonna say now I remember when my man girl you know my man my first boyfriend I remember like being like well I, you know I don't want to be in a pro and like I don't want to wear shorts I don't want to he's like why you have legs like I don't it's 90 degrees <laughs> outside you know and he's just, he brings me down to earth all the time where he's like I don't and I would look around and be like wow these people seem like they are doing the right things in life like they are good people and they're wearing shorts and nobody everyone's okay right freaking weird I was so weird but like (sighs) it wasn't I I was made to be that way yeah because of things that and then I thought oh my gosh like my heart is bad and I'm like look and I'm like you know what like what kind of person am I because I want to just wear a normal bikini at the beach and you know but I must be not right with the Lord or some type of sinner because that's the only reason why you would want to wear that. And, you know, right. and people, especially with, um, you know, people with thighs and hips and butts and boobs and all of those things that naturally grow on your body, you have to cover and hide them and feel ashamed and feel ashamed of what you look like 
and you can't even wear the right size clothes. Like I, I remember in school getting in trouble for my uniform shirt being too small. Girl, every day. And I was like, it's literally my size. Like it's my, sh- this is the size of my shirt. Right. I, you know, I don't really know what you would like me to do with this. And, and then that's when I just decided that everything I was going to wear was going to be humongous. But <laughs> <laughs> I know, but it, but it, it goes back to that mentality of like finding the balance because yeah, because I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, to each his own, whatever. No, as a mother and even leave my kid out of it. Even if I'm walking up the street, I don't want to see you naked just because you feel free, free enough to do so. But also, I don't think that you should be repressed when you're wearing normal clothes either. And, right. and I also don't think that that I should put my view on anybody else. But we do. We got to find a happy medium. And I just people are so extreme. This this side screaming about this, this side screaming about that. And in reality, I'm like, these are the most extreme situations that everyone's yelling about. Right. We're all adults. We all have logical minds. Can we meet in the middle? And like well, <laughs> not wear prosthetic nipples and a tank top to a high school boy shot class. Thank you. Oh, oh man. Um, well, so something I think that we can all agree on and kind of be in the middle about and is that President Biden signed a bill that would lift the statute of limitations on sexual abuse and sexual assault that happened to you if you were a minor. Uh, I think that is something that we can all agree on and should definitely be at the forefront of conversations right now. And I think that we need to also make sure that any states and counties, anywhere else where there could possibly be any type of little statue of limitation loopholes, you know, would be able to be closed because this is wonderful. You know, it's, it's such a great thing. Um, when I was in the military, I was a Department of Defense victim, sexual assault victim advocate. So I worked with people who were assaulted in the military. And, you know, a lot of the times people don't want to come forward or don't want to come forward in a way where they'll press charges and do things like that. And, you know, somebody might decide 10 years down the line that they want to they want to be able to press charges and go through with it. And now, you know, people have the opportunity, especially when stuff happens to you as a kid, you know, you just, you can't even really process it. And I think that you repress a lot of that just to be able to just to, to move on, you know, but it's, it's such, such an amazing thing. And, and I, I, I'm really happy about it. (laughs) I couldn't be happier. And I, I, I make no bones about my, bad feelings to say the least about the current administration that but the moment I read that I was like if anything else for everything else that he's done that I disagree with and just think is such a disaster this was such a big thing and a big moment and people I when I got into quote-unquote college whatever you want to call it I didn't really go to college but when I got in after high school I my eyes were opened up to just the victims that there are the numbers the amount of victims there are to sexual assault is literally mind-numbing to me they say that the statistics it's like one in three or one in four women has been sexually assaulted Uh, or molested in her life and one in six men i believe it is so wild and i i agree with you i like i know that thank god I, i haven't you know suffered with that but there's been things that have happened in my life where I couldn't verbalize I remember as a kid feeling like oh my gosh like you 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 freeze and you don't know and you can't really even verbalize and now as an adult I can look back and be like wow that was abuse or wow that was Mm -hmm. absolutely wrong but so all that to say I mean like especially something as traumatic as sexual assault Right. 100% it need people need to be held accountable and if it takes somebody 10 years or 15 years to process that and speak out I don't care because at the end of the day you might have moved on and you might have whatever but no you need to be held accountable for that and that needs to be dealt with and something you said was so key that people freeze you know um, when things happen it's not just fight or flight you know it's fight flight or freeze and some people have a reaction when something's going down that they just can't move and can't talk. So you do have a lot of assaults that are 
most sexual assaults are not stranger. They're somebody you know. They're a family member or a friend or some type of acquaintance or something like that. And a lot of people just freeze in that situation and don't know what to do. And then blame themselves for not screaming and not fighting and not saying no. Um, <clears throat> but freezing is is a very valid response and a very, you know, valid way to handle situations. And it kind of just happens and you don't really know how you're going to react to it. But it is such a good thing that people can come forward. And because a lot of times I can't remember off the top of my head what the statistic was, but it was like, by the time somebody comes forward and reports that they'd been assaulted by somebody, that rapist, that person has already assaulted a number of other people. And it was, I, the number was pretty high, you know, it's like concerning. I'm sorry, guys. I don't remember what it is right now, but, um, yeah. So it's, so this, you know, these types of crimes are, I really don't believe that these types of criminals can be rehabilitated. And a lot of these criminals, if they sexually offend people, won't stop until they are in jail. And then it still might even continue um, or that they're dead. You know, they'll just keep going. So, you know, it, I don't think it's a bad thing to stop somebody 15 years down the line because they're probably still out there doing it. Right. And they probably, like you said, have a slew mm-hmm. of victims, even if it's only one more, even if it's only that one, that's one too many. It is. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it definitely is. So um, that was a little depressing. But it's also, <laughs> but it's also extremely, extremely special that that moment happened. And for me, it was even more special because it was from somebody that I don't really have a lot of respect for. And I was like, I was really like, really like, wow, you know, that was a huge moment and people haven't done it before. So listen. But what I appreciate about you, and I think that this is something that is one of the reasons why we're so close and why we can be close and not always agree on things is because you're willing to be, and myself too, willing to be honest when a person that you don't like or don't politically agree with does something that you do like and agree with and you can be okay with coming forward and be okay with saying that and on the flip side of that be okay with saying that a person you do like is messing up and do you know and not doing things right because you don't have to be crazy and you don't have to be extreme on each side and these politicians are not infallible and they're not, you know, they're not gods. That's why when we pledge our oath, it's to the constitution, you know, it's not to a person because people are crazy, people crazy. (laughs) So, you know, and it's okay to come and say, Hey, I, you know, maybe I didn't vote for Biden, but he did this and I really do like this and I really agree with it. And I think that's really hard for a lot of people. (laughs) Well, and, but you know what? I think part of that comes from like, it's almost like, especially how politicized everything has gotten, how divided everyone has become and the way politics have just bled into everything. It's like, it's almost like I, I, I know people like this where it's like, they can't, the, the person that they vote for or believe in or whatever has done something just stupid. Okay. Like, like nobody can argue that. And you're looking at them and they're like, no, 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 they, they're right. They're, they're supposed. And I'm like, Honey, don't go down with the ship, baby girl. Right, right, it's, right, it's right. You, it's you saying that that was dumb, that he was a dummy for that, does not mean that you don't like him, that you take right, your vote right. back. It's, it, But you're right. I think we do. We get caught up in the extremes. We get divided as people. We can't have conversations that matter because people are so defensive. And yeah, just caught up in... And for what? For what? Right, right. Make it make sense. Um, <laughs> okay, but also... Speaking of assault and speaking of also swallowing my own words, you know how I feel about the Kardashians. I don't. Um, and I welcome don't. to Kardashian Corner. <laughs> <laughs> I know Kim's your lawyer and everything. I just, yes. I okay. So I'm not a fan. I don't relate. I think is what, and it just gets to the point where I'm like, this is a little embarrassing, and this is a lot. I don't. And but, girl, I have got to tell you. And the world. (laughs) (laughs) 
something I when I when I tell you I don't even know what made me decide to watch the Kardashian show but it's the the new Kardashian show it's, like, it's the like new season on Hulu on Hulu <laughs> yes I watched this episode of Khloe Kardashian the tall blonde one and she kind of had this expose on this that she's having another child via surrogate with her now ex fiance or boyfriend um, partner I don't know if they were ever engaged but her her ex-boyfriend yeah so now so this was news to me but apparently she has she has a daughter who I think is like five years old she has a daughter who's like a toddler at, at some age mm-hmm. and when her she name was- is true and she is so cute be true true (laughs) um she when she was when chloe was pregnant with true this man cheated on her and she found out while it put her into early delivery yeah first of all a man better not (laughs) right then then she had they i mean isn't it you like you really ruining like something that's supposed to be the best day Okay, the, go ahead. <laughs> the best day, and like I, day. I can't. Well, and then they had taken years because this is when this her daughter was born. Her daughter's got to be at least four years old. I yeah, I, she's, four or five. yeah, I think she's a little younger than Jacqueline. So from there, they have been rebuilding and going to therapy and doing yes, all and this girl, stuff. he has been trying to win her back. He has been sending her flowers, like you said, they were going to couples therapy. Like he was doing everything in his power. To win Chloe back. Right. Except for not have sex with other people while while in a monogamous relationship. I mean, he forgot that part. (laughs) Well, she was saying how they had worked their way back together, decided to have another baby via surrogate. And she had literally, they had literally done an embryo transfer. And about two to three weeks later, she finds out via the internet that he is having a baby by another woman and she has just given birth. Right. And he knew, he knew that she was pregnant while he was pressuring Chloe into getting this embryo transplant and having another baby. He knew, like, I feel like he prayed on her because he knew she wanted He prayed on her. Yeah. Again, like, this was, it was just a moment though. I was in tears. I don't, I don't have any stock in the Kardashians. Like I said, I think they're a little bit off their rockers. But I'm, <laughs> I was watching this and I was watching this woman. And I like to think I have a little bit of discernment with people. I was genuinely heartbroken for the, yeah. she, she is truly raw, betrayed, devastated. And when I tell you, I feel like this man entrapped her yeah, yeah. by having this. And so then here she goes, second child. Okay, that she decided to take a risk and try to work and rebuild trust, and he literally did it to her again. Yeah, I am devastated for her. And then I saw that people were commenting and were mad at Chloe because she was in a hospital bed and hospital pajamas or gown or whatever and holding the baby. And people were like, Oh, here they go doing too much, and like that's so disrespectful. And I was like, but that's part of what they do when you Wait, have a baby. What's well, I don't know, but that's what you do when you have a baby via surrogate. They want you to basically be as close to like you're giving birth as possible. And they want you to um, kind of simulate all of those things. So you really bond with the baby. So that's um, what also, she was doing. Also, in the side picture. note, has any of these people who have comments to make ever heard of skin to skin contact? I don't know. Because those hospital gowns <laughs> open up so that you can put the baby on your right. chest and have skin to skin contact right. and connect. But what exactly. do I know? What do you know? I, right. But you know what? Here, I just, I. But like, I thought but about I, that when you were saying how mean people were to her and how, like, how, you know, how raw she is or whatever. And I was just thinking, like, you know, she's going through all of this. Her baby dad is a terrible person. And people are just, people have always come for her instead of him. Or said that she was stupid for staying with him. And, you know, no full disclosure, you know, I was in a relationship where I was getting cheated on. And I went back to him. Girl. And I have friends and friends and friends who have been with a scumbag. And, you know, and gone back to them. And it's, 
you know, you live and you learn and you mature and that that's not based on an age. And I also, I truly, truly understand what it is like to want to have your family together and to want to be with your child's father, because as progressive as we like to believe the world is, people still want to be out there and call you all kinds of names because you're a baby mom, you know, and you know, you're a single mom. This good. Oh, they better not. Single single moms are the strongest women that there are. I like it. Just is, it's it's wild to me because again, here we are blaming the woman, who, I mean, it doesn't see. It, it took her years to get to the point where she was like, okay, let's let's reproduce again. Right, and that's the thing too. It it wasn't back to back or right away and I think that we you know I feel like sometimes we like to throw stones in glass houses because we see people doing things and we it makes us angry but why does it make you angry does it make you angry because you've seen yourself do those things and like repeat those behaviors and habits and it and the thing is is like she grew up the fat sister and was called ugly and was the unattractive one and all of those things and all of that feeds into your relationships and how you are with people and your self-esteem and if you don't feel like you're worth something you know you have to find that worth in yourself and sometimes you'll be with people who are terrible because you either a feel like maybe nobody else would want you or b feel like um this is as good as you can get I remember one season because Chloe was with Lamar and he it was a crack addict. <clears throat> Not yeah, and crack. Was, and <laughs> and it, girl, I remember my mom asked me and told me the other day. She was like, "Amber, I didn't even know people were still smoking crack." Like <laughs> oh she was God. like, "Why?" Are... <laughs> She's like, "I thought we left that back in the eighties, right?" Oh, but she said something that was like, "Damn!" She said, "He loved me when I was fat." And it like it want I wanted to cry because oh. I was like that I makes, know how that feels. Right. And that I makes that so much sense. And yeah. God, it broke my heart. Because I was well, like, wow. It did. And it was and I I when you're pumping me up for like, oh, you know, I just appreciate that you can like see those set. I was like, let me just let me just confess right now that I did watch a Kardashians and I had this moment and I just girl, I can't even tell I, I'm I'm when did I watch it days ago? I'm still um it's disturbing. I'm very bothered by it. And I I genuinely feel bad for her as a person. In, in like such a deep level and I just it's it's sick it's foul and somebody arrest him and also can <laughs> women I, I doubt anybody who is trolling Khloe Kardashian is listening to us <laughs> Maybe to talk. but um I also, told you guys this was a safe space to talk about politics space. religion and the Kardashians okay oh. <laughs> um but if you're a troll feel ashamed and do <laughs> but I I feel like I just, again, like, remember that you're also a woman and they will pin something on you that's not your fault just as fast as they're doing it to her. Preach, girl. Yes. Somebody give me a microphone. Yes. But that's what I'm saying. So, like, I just, I'm sick about it, girl. I'm sick about it, but I had to tell you about it. I mean, that makes me so happy. Uh, This same episode that you were watching, I also watched with my boyfriend and he has, I don't think he's ever watched the Kardashians day in his life. And (laughs) I was like over there tearing up and he was like, wow, this is really sad. Like, (laughs) (laughs) he's like, as a human being who does this and why? And I feel horrible for her. Oh my goodness. So one more funny Kardashian story. And I promise y'all I will stop talking about them. But (laughs) me, I went to go visit my brother and we were in a hotel room hanging out and stuff. And I had the Kardashians on TV. So we're like, I'm watching it. He's not really paying attention. (laughs) And they're going to therapy together with like Chris and all of them or whatever. This is like older, older seasons. And everybody's crying or whatever. And then Kim is, starts talking and she starts crying. And then all of a sudden, Joseph is like, oh, my God, no, Kimmy. Like, like Kimmy? Yes. Oh, my 
<laughs> like he just felt this <laughs> this bond connection. When she started crying, he felt like, oh, let, I need to take this serious now because Kim is crying. Well, <laughs> now Kim is crying. I girl, I wow, wow. And you know what? Here's no judgment because everyone relates at a different level. Um, I relate to Chloe at this point, and it's listen, Kimmy. <laughs> <laughs> um but i think that one of the reasons that you don't like them and also other people is because of the stark contrast between their lives and other people's lives regular smegular people's lives because our wealth divide and wealth gap is large and just continues to get larger um i had gotten an offer today to do an interview for a a college student who was doing a paper on Scranton's child poverty rate. And wait, you said Scranton's child poverty rate? Yes. Yeah. Oh my. And so this is something I had never heard and it is 59%, which is one is actually higher than in other black metropolitan areas. And the example that she gave was Jackson, Mississippi. Now, we've all been talking about Mississippi because of their water issue. Their water crisis. Yeah, and their water crisis. And, I mean, parts of Mississippi are like a third world country. And the World Health Organization, like, deemed it a third world country. Like, you know, had people come over here and, and do documentaries about how poor people are living. And it's crazy to me that... Scranton has a worse child poverty rate you know like there are kids here that are just living in squalor and I had you know when people talk about privilege people get really offended by that word and sometimes I don't know why I have privilege like I have a privilege of living in you know a relatively nice area having a a nice place to live you know having a car growing up in a middle-class family and things like that. And I had not seen some of the things that I saw until I went into some of these homes in Scranton. Um, When people were going, when schools were going virtual and I didn't agree with it because I felt like kids didn't, not every kid had internet, not every kid had a computer, not every kid had a laptop. Like there was just going to be so much accessibility issues with it that people didn't think about. So when I started doing my laptop drive and stuff, I would go drop off laptops. I remember that girl. And like in some of these houses, I, I was like in tears, not in, I mean, God, I would be trying not to cry in these people's house. Cause like, that's, that's a little, that's a little disrespectful. Right. <laughs> right. But like, I was like, nobody should live like this. This is not okay. This is not okay. And it's not the people in the house's fault. Like their house was clean as clean as you can get something that should be condemned. Uh. But I had never seen some of the levels of poverty that I had seen going around to different areas here in Scranton and then hearing that statistic today I, you know what are we doing what be- <laughs> are we actually doing <clears throat> excuse me yeah because these kids like you know we're setting them up for failure because I mean in some of these homes and the, some of the environments they were in and the levels of poverty it's like, how do you expect these people to come out and compete with somebody who like, who lived their life like I did, you know, or like you did because they can't and they're not going to be on the same level and have the same opportunities and the same networks and stuff. And it's like here, I feel like the politicians do a terrible job of identifying and calling out the poverty that we have here and I feel like when they do the little commercials or whatever it's never shot anywhere that's shitty and looks terrible and like you know why are people living in my city like this because that should like what that should be a thing but see and like also it comes to (laughs) girl we've talked about this before wrong focus right wrong emphasis you know how much money it costs to do a commercial even for somebody even for a politician in scranton 
Okay. I'm going to tell you right now, it's meals for a family in poverty for a year. Right. Right. Again, like Mm -mm. literally, what are we doing? But again, you're going to spend that money to make a commercial to be like, vote for me. No. Mm -hmm. How about you difference and have the news maybe cover you making the difference and spending the money where it really matters if you genuinely cared about the city right here girl I know right exactly and 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 it's sad that and I felt bad living here that I didn't even know that you know but I mean you probably don't know like what's the poverty rate in Delco Delco might be bad Morton probably nice (laughs) probably not that bad um, I but, mean, you know, it's, it's, it's just... all a little bit iffy here in Delco, but um, <laughs> but, uh, but we're still just hanging on, okay? Hey, hey, With the funny accents and the the eagles. We're so. we're trying, we're trying, <laughs> girl. I'm just, I mean, they're building a new Wawa up here, so I'm really happy. I am <laughs> so happy. For, how have you even gotten? Girl, I with- drive like I drive like 40 minutes to go to the closest Wawa. And Duh. I don't normally, like this. Is, this is not like a trip I make all the time, but normally around the holidays and stuff, especially like the Wawa tub of cookies, I'll go get those. And you have stuff. to, yeah, you have just, to, and they're gross yeah. gingerbread, quote unquote, latte. Girl, you have to. People really, but they have, have a gr- their pumpkin spice is so good though. I'm I mean, saying I feel like it all tastes like water, but I'm still oh, going. I'm okay. still going. And I like just because we don't drink black as nice. You mean you mean you don't drink coffee Turkish. the way it should be? <laughs> <laughs> the way it should be drank? I'm sorry, is this me projecting my worldview on you? I don't uh, know. Maybe. 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 <laughs> well, you know what? Listen, I feel like that is a good kind of takeaway to to hear that and to be rocked by that and think okay, what actions can I take in my right, city? Right, Because, and, and girl, don't even, you know, you know I'm going to bring the church into it. If it's a church out here who has a new drum kit and a friggin' mm. smog machine, but it's a kid out here that's hungry, we're, we're missing it. Right. We're, right. We ain't right. We're, it's, it's, right. That, that ain't it. So I think that that's amazing that you're going to figure out a way to get involved because I know you and I know you will. <laughs> I'm going to start working on the president's award for next year, girl. Yeah, no, yes, yes. <laughs> but, but it's also like, like you just said, what's the po- the children's poverty rate or the poverty rate in Delco? I have no clue. But you know what? As a self-professing Christian, I should. And right. I know that I could make a difference in some way. And yeah. I watched this thing that really, girl, TikTok, okay? I watched this thing and it really hit me where it hurts. And she was saying, you know what? If you don't know what you're supposed to be doing and you can't find your purpose, go serve somewhere. Because it will be made so clear so fast. Ooh, right. So let's wow. serve the people of our city and let's really make a difference where it counts. Because that's something we can do. You know what Definitely. I mean? That's such a tangible thing that we could affect change where we are well there you go ladies and gentlemen that is your call to action this week um go serve somewhere and do your part you can also make sure you vote the midterm election is coming up so vote.pa.gov and we will chat with you guys soon yeah Bye. bye Thanks for listening to Politics That Make It Fashion. Before we go, show some love for your favorite podcast by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you like what you hear, click that listener support button. Then stay tuned for next week's all new episode wherever you get your podcasts.